0: Welcome to the Lentil Intervention Podcast, talking all things movement, whole food nutrition, and environmental wellness, with your hosts, Ben and Emma. Hello, everybody. Welcome to season two, episode 15. My name is Ben Adelberg and joined by my co host, Emma Strutt. Hello, Emma.
1: G'day, Ben. How are you?
0: Very good. Thank you, as always. Um, Right. So, we're in the middle of the month, bang on, middle of May, and. yeah, who's, uh, who's our guest on the show today, Emma?
1: Okay, so I am thrilled that we have the wonderful Ryan Alexander joining us today. Ryan is the co-founder and managing director of No Meat May, which is a registered charity that challenges people to eliminate meat from their diets for the month of May for four big reasons, which we will unpack in the show today. So Ryan, I know that you are incredibly busy, given that this is May and you're in the thick of it at the moment, so thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. I'm looking forward to our chat.
2: No, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Emma, and, uh, and being great to meet you guys and you know through the campaign, and um, yeah, it's a good opportunity to get, get the word out there and get more people involved. so
0: Great. so let's start off with uh, yourself first, Ryan. Tell us a little bit about yourself your background and what ultimately got you towards the journey of setting up no meat may
2: yeah cool okay well i um people sort of find this interesting about me but my grandfather was a butcher which is interesting so so my mother's a a butcher's daughter or someone called it in the no meat may group the other day a slaughter's daughter which i thought was quite interesting (laughs) (laughs) next level um but yeah so that's kind of kind of my i was. um yeah, people sort of find that interesting from, you know, where, where I'm at now. But, yeah, um, yeah I'm, I, I'm actually a trained accountant. So I studied accountancy in business and worked as a CPA for many years. Still, still am a, a CPA. Um, and I worked in chartered accounting. Then I moved into corporate. Then I moved into local government. Then I moved into not-for-profits. And I found myself at Cancer Council, which I've only just recently finished up at, to focus on No Meat May. Um, but for many years, i worked in supporting um, campaigns and fundraising campaigns and, you know, run some of Australia's biggest mass participation events. So that's sort of interesting as well, I guess, in my background and um, creating No Meat May and seeing how these events are run and, and run well, I guess, and grow over time. So that's a bit of my career background. Um, and I was, I was also chatting to Matthew Glover from Veganery about um, we both were Mobros back in the day, you know, back in the 90s. Uh, so we're all growing moustaches with, you know, half, probably half, felt like half of Australia at the time, and probably half of New Zealand as well in the UK. Um, so I think I also just sort of through that experience got a um, an understanding of you know how people have nothing in common can connect over an event that has mass participation and or a cause that is greater than than them. So um, I, I yeah I was all, I was really into i really loved the way it connected men in the office and got people talking about health um so yeah so again that that's it was interesting hearing matthew talk about that from veganery That's sort of you know had an influence on him and that's had an influence on me totally different parts of the world at different at the same time not talking and it'd be nice so um yeah so that but then no meat may we kicked off in 2013 which was um my partner and I were just, uh, you know, challenged 30 of our mates to give up meat for the month of May. And um, and it was, I guess it was my way of um, doing something positive, doing something good. I, I did a couple of years earlier, learned about, I just thought, I don't know where I thought meat came off trees or what. I mean, but but you, you kind of know, but you, you, you don't know. You don't, I don't know. And I had this bit of a light bulb machine, you, you know, like all these um, uh, negative impacts of our global consumption of meat. I read read quite a few books, saw the documentaries and just went down this rabbit hole of learning and out of that, I guess, No Meat May was born. It was sort of my way of sharing my knowledge and what I'd learnt with people I knew and then kind of just grew from there.
1: Yeah. So what is No Meat May all about? What are the four big reasons to sign up here?
2: Yeah, so again, the four big reasons, it came out of a book, Eating Animals, which a lot of people would know from Jonathan Safran Foer. Brilliant Um, book yeah and it was it was excellent I mean, his imagination, he's got a beautiful imagination, but also he just brings science and um, culture together in a, in a way that really connected with me. But, but when I finished the book, it was to me I had four clear um, I guess pillars from that book which was around um, the environment was huge. I had no idea how big the impact of our um, food systems were on the environment. climate change, overfishing, deforestation, et cetera, species extinction. Um, and then obviously the violence of factory farming comes through clearly in that book, um, just the grand scale of it. And again, I think back to my days, my, my, my days. My grandfather's day as a butcher, you know, um, it would have been 80 years ago, probably 90 years ago that he was kicking off. Um, and he was the horse and cart, you know, delivering meat around back streets of Macquarie Fields and Western Sydney. Um it, you know, it was meat consumption wasn't like it is now, so it was a very different world then. A um, lot less people, um, and I guess the farming and the the way meat was produced was I like, think you know the end results are the same, but I think the process was a lot less cruel. Cool. But but um, understanding what you know our current consumption, what that means for for animals was the violence, etc. That was a big one. Um, health, you know, and we've talked to Emma and the doctors for nutrition about health, and um, uh, you know, again working from Cancer Council as well, I had insight into nutrition and, um, uh, you know, particularly bowel cancer, stomach cancers, um, but also heart disease and um, diabetes. And you sort of learn about um, the impacts of our diet on our health. And then the fourth one, which is uh, a lot of people forget about, but I think it's going to emerge more in the future, but it's this uh, food security and the fact that uh, it's really inefficient to produce meat and we can feed a lot more people if we were to give the grain and the and the land and the water and the resources to making plant-based proteins rather than inefficiently feed it to animals. So, um, you know, we have a a world where people are going hungry and it's just insane when we grow enough food for everyone to eat. So that's, that's the fourth reason, which I think is often overlooked um, when people talk about um, plant-based eating.
0: Well, this is definitely the first organization that I've come across that, you know, usually it's the big three, environmental, yeah. ethical, and health. And health especially has been well uh i guess uh, documented for the last maybe decade with a lot of documentaries a lot of books environmental is really starting to become more prominent um and ethical well that's that's generally what's driven the 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 vegan movement but you know to find food systems that sometimes gets lumped in under the environmental umbrella it's it's really refreshing to see that now mm. it's 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 its own problem it's its own issue yeah. Um, and do we have the full answers? No, not yet. That's something we're still learning. But it's really good to see that. Now, before we get into that, um, the one question I do want to ask is: How is this? Or perhaps I've just you know, answered that in part. But how is this different to vegani- uh, vegan? Vegan? Uh, Veganuary? I can't even say it. Um, well, that's it. No it meat, it easier. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. So, there's point number one because that has exponentially grown over the last few years. Um, So how is this different? And also, you're Sydney-based, so it's an Australian-based charitable organization. Are you primarily focused on Australia, perhaps even New Zealand, or are you pushing this to be a global movement?
2: Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So, well, how we're different to Veganery first up is I think a lot of people think vegan is a step too far, Um, and a lot of people actually have big barriers around the word vegan. Um, whereas giving up meat for them for a month is still a big thing for a lot of people. Like my my brother's like oh, I don't know, I'll do I do a week, not a month, you know. But but it's still a lot more accessible for people, I think, for a lot of people. So if you like, I sort of think of uh, no meat may as a stepping stone to vegetarianing, and or it can be an endpoint for people as well if they just want to um, uh, just give up meat. So I, I think it's in some ways it's ah uh, yeah it's an it's a stepping point, stepping stone. Um, it's probably a bit more inclusive in some ways you know you have people who don't want to go all the way but you know uh people some people still see um they want to eat fish during meat mate. they don't see fish as meat, but they're prepared to give up land animals and we're like you know what come on in that's still a step and we'll support that step so we say we say you make your pledge we back you 100 percent um what gets fun is we put them all in together so in a facebook group where you've got people with different levels and different um understandings that it can get messy but it's also i think really you know it's like life you know you you we don't live in a vacuum so it's kind of nice to put people together and they all learn together um and as far as where it's headed um you know we've always thought of it as having global um i guess appeal and or reach because you know when you look at the issues it's a global issues um and uh, overconsumption over consumption of meat is particularly a western world issue so it's uh I look at we, we sort of target english-speaking countries that have high uh, consumption of meat so the states UK, obviously Australia, and New Zealand, where we sort of kicked off. Um, Canada is coming through now um, and part of parts of Europe. Um, but yeah, it's sort of, I guess we're sort of starting to cement, you know, I th- think there is a really, there is a place for a no meat month, you know, on a mass sort of scale. And we're sort of trying to, um, I guess, I think that may, may sort of emerging into being that, you know, hopefully that's, that's the, that's the goal.
1: Yeah, brilliant. Inclusive. It's kind of meeting people where they're at, which I think is brilliant, rather than just shutting doors. Yeah. Um, so you've already mentioned this. This started in 2013 with just you and, you know, a bunch of friends. Yeah. This year, we've got more than 65,000 people taking part. You've got some really big names supporting you as well. So this is a really successful global campaign now, and it's kind of grown very quickly. Tell us a little bit about that history. What's the secret sauce here?
2: Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I look at I look at veganry again. You know, to, to, I, I think that that's grown very quickly. Like that just came out and bang, you know, and and it sort of completely was. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I, it sort of uh, arrived with the vegan movement, and yeah, you know, yeah. But I think you no know, may we've sort of I think had more gradual growth. It's still it's still quite um, exponential, I guess. We sort of double every year, double triple every year. That's sort of the path we're on. So you know, it is. So as I say, we were doing exponential growth before. COVID, you know, we're sort of heading up this way. Um, but the secret, I mean, the secret is, um, I mean, it's, we, it, at the moment, it's about finding the funding to get the message out because what we're finding is more and more people are ready to do this every year. Um, and it's just a case of getting, making people aware of it. And you still, still ask a lot of people, have you heard of No me May? No, not heard of it. But are you interested? Oh, yeah, I'd be open to it. One, in, I, would, I would almost say one in two, one in three people are completely open to doing it now. But it's just a case of getting that word out to them. That's that's our challenge. Um, yeah. So I guess next year, next year will be actually be our tenth campaign, which is crazy. When I think about it. But we're sort of looking. I mean, we'd be looking to hit one hundred and something, one hundred and twenty thousand, hopefully. Um, but as I say, it's just a case of getting getting the the funding to to promote and get the word out. Um, and as you say, ambassadors and celebrities and people who have platforms um, uh, are brilliant in terms of. Um, raising the awareness and um and challenging their followers so yeah a lot a lot of potential and we just yeah we just keep keep pushing it And whilst, it's, whilst as i say whilst it's ever was it's connecting with people and people are having um a positive experience um that we'll keep doing it that's kind of fuels us so
0: yeah and who's signing up at the moment i mean you, you've mentioned the countries that you predominantly market to yeah. uh, is it you know, I'm going to take a guess here. More women than men. Younger, more young youngsters than than older people. I mean, is that generally the the, the part? You know of what? The... That's
2: that. That's how it started, and it's, I mean, it's always been more women than men. Yeah. And that that's something that's fascinating to to us in terms of, yeah, just um, yeah, why is that? Where are the men? And this year, we really in our media um, release this year, we're really challenging men to take part. Um you know, um, and sort of break this myth of masculinity and, and meat, which is, I think, a real huge barrier for, for our environment but, and, and yeah. men's health as well. Um, but when you look at age gaps, um, it, it started off younger, and it's interesting as more and more of uh, older generations are coming on board to social media, and actually the younger ones are moving over to TikTok and uh, um, Snapchat, and we're still largely playing Facebook and Instagram. So we're finding our age groups are actually getting older. Um and we'd probably the average person would be probably you know forty about forty 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 to fifty um, and we've got a really good spread either way so we've got we've got probably five percent of our people are over seventy this year, which is huge um, that's wow. coming through Facebook and I think they' they've got a, a grandkid or a child who is um maybe vegan and therefore they've had exposure to it um, and again we're you know it's, it's never never too late to change things up um and uh, and it is, yeah, it is, it is quite cute actually seeing people of all ages and demographics all in there together.
0: Yeah, we've we've spoken about this in the past some uh, a few times, but sometimes you know older generation, it's also because they're in a position with health issues and they're finding that that change is now needed. So yep. you know, it's also sometimes almost a forced <laughs> realization. Yep. I mean, it's great that they've taken this path as opposed to I'll just rely on medication or all sorts of other. You know, whatever false information that's out there, or, or, or whatever the case is. But you know, do you get that kind of data as well? You know, if, if it's older people, why they they they? You know, you've mentioned perhaps yeah. grandkids or younger kids, but do you get a, a bigger picture of of why people are joining? What's driving them?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. We do we do survey people on their motivations. That's a good point. Though I haven't actually looked at motivations by age group. That would be a good one to do. Um, yeah, as part of our post campaign wrap up, but, but definitely motivations. And we, we would give people maybe 15 to 16 options and they can choose more than one. Um, but 80 of 81% of people are choosing health. That's the number one reason people are signing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say that would be definitely clear for older generations. Um, the, um, environments probably, I would say it's a close second, it's probably 82% and drops to 67. So it's not too far behind. Um and uh, wanting to end factory farming is a big one. People also do the challenge because they actually want to become vegetarian or vegan. So about 57 people had that intention when they come in, which is interesting. And this year we, what we found was quite uh, a shift because it's quite similar to last year, a lot of these numbers, but a, a real shift was uh, overfishing of our oceans. And I think the timing of Spiracy, which is yeah. Netflix and a lot of people watching about it, talking about it, so we had probably 23% last year cited overfishing as being a motivation. This year, it's like close to 35%. So it's almost a 50% increase. Um, yeah. It's interesting
0: that, that, that ethicals kind of, you know, factory farming science so kind of sitting third because for young, but then it's also reflective of the demographic because for younger people, yeah. the perception to me is younger people have generally been driven to veganism for ethical reasons. Who cares about health? I'm young, I'm healthy, I'm fine anyway, so it's not an yeah. issue for them. Environmental, well, sure, the concern is there, but generally, a lot of that drive has historically been ethical. But your demographic is kind of supporting the reason why people are shifting. Um, yeah. It's you're older, health is more of a, a prominent feature in terms of our day-to-day worries and concerns, and and you know where we place more more focus on. Um, and then, like you say, documentaries like Seaspiracy are going to push a lot more focus on, 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 well, animal welfare, but also the food system and environmental. But then something else, um, you know, you talk about your four big reasons. I always like to add a fifth there, and that's the sporting sort of performance side of things, which is more niche. Uh, mm. But a documentary like Game Changers would have certainly seen a bit of a, an upsurge in, in, in that sort of space that maybe falls under health in general.
2: Yeah, hundred percent, and that's one as you know. Well, it talks to men in a way that a lot of the other films don't so much. And or, um, yeah, it's and it, it's a lot of yeah a lot of a lot of people will come into the group and and then will watch these films. So someone else will say, oh, you should watch Game Changers, and they'll watch it, and you have conversations around it. Um, or we need to watch The experience and have conversations around that. So it's definitely a great film for men. You know, I think a lot of women in the group will say, oh, we sat down, we watched Game Changers. Now my husband's on board; he wants to do the challenge now. So, um, and again, coming back to that gendered thing, I do do find it. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we live in a gendered society. Um, It is being challenged beautifully, I think, by the younger generations now. And I think what's, you know, in Australia in particular, I think the UK as well, in the last few months, we've had a lot of media highlighting sort of toxic masculinity and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, different faces of that. And I think that was around the time we were starting to roll out our our, um, plans for this year's campaign and we thought, well, what's going on with men and me? Why, why, why aren't they signing up? What, what's going on? So we surveyed men to find out what their thoughts and values are, etc. And um, something like uh, it was 47% of men and women associate meat-heavy diets with masculinity. So it's not just men, but it's women as well. And the, the less meat you have and towards a vegan diet, the more feminine that diet is considered. And that, that's actually universal. It was in the UK. It was in Australia. It was in New Zealand. Um, and it's sort of, how do you say, it's like it's not it's not surprising but then at the same time, it's like it's 2021. Or why does it matter what gender you are as to what's on your plate? It's kind of crazy, you know. Like, and you guys would know, particularly Emma and your dietitian background. Like, I mean, there is there are differences in nutrients, but I think actually women have a, a greater stake on on animal protein, animal food, because of the iron requirements than a man would. Yet, it's we have this weird—it's our obsession Ironman, with
0: protein and protein is necessary for strength, and strength is what makes you a man. You know, it's that kind of. Uh, yeah you know it's not i know emma wants to kind of jump in. i mean I, I sure do, i do yeah no go ahead <laughs>
1: no, I, I mean i know i've said this before apologies for repeating myself but like traditional masculinity it's not just about strength and virility like it's also traditionally tied up with that role as being the protector and provider of families right and i could think of no better way to protect your family than trying to address the climate emergency for example like that's there's one of the best things we can do as individuals to tackle that is changing what we eat, moving to a plant-based diet. That's caring for your health, your family's health. Like That's, that's masculinity. And yeah. 80, I know 81% of the men surveyed on your study this year considered themselves being you know, someone who cares for the environment. It's such a shame that there is still this disconnect.
0: But you've yeah. just answered it, Emma. This is why there's more women. That are going down this path, and that's why I also say this is. I feel when you look at the men that, that transition or or you know say uh, give up meat and so on, there's a percentage of that that's been influenced by the woman in their family, whether it's their wife or a daughter or whatever the case yeah. is. So exactly what Emma has said, but that's exactly the point. <laughs> men yeah. don't see it that way, or the 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 bigger majority. I clearly do, hence why I'm here. But
1: why not, Ryan? <laughs>
2: No, but I think, I think Game Changers is a great one because it comes out – I mean, I, I saw it a couple of years back now, but I was mm. waiting for it for years to come out, and it came out and yeah. it's like, yeah, it was like, here it is. And it was interesting because I don't think it talks so much about the animals at all. It doesn't talk about the environment as well. It just talks about, as you say, the performance, the ethic, like the, the the impact on our bodies yeah. and in such a great way. And it really does um, – it's a myth buster, you know, and, 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 it, and it does it beautifully. Um, but it's – and then we need – and it's great and, and you know it has had such a huge impact but we need more of those sorts of films because it's like that was a big kind of um uh hit to this you know myth as i say but we need to sort of keep hitting at that myth. we need to keep moving because it's it's really strong and that's what that survey, our survey results have shown and and I, and I was talking to my mate who's a psychologist because we were like you know uh looking to get this, a psychologist perspective on the results and and we got talking just about growing up. I'm like, yeah, hang on, go back to grandpa with his, with his barbecue. You know, like I had five older cousins and a sister who were female. They all in the kitchen making salads and baking the potatoes. And I'm there as a six year old with my butcher's apron and my toms. I'm out there with grandpa, because that's it's a masculine thing to do. You know, you cook the meat. Um, and that's because you're man, you know, like this is kind of the, the culture we're all raised in. And I, and I don't think it probably would be different in New Zealand. Um, it's the same. And I've
0: come from South Africa. It's the exact same there, you know. Yeah. Man, man stand around fire and yeah. burn the meat, and uh, the woman put all the veggies yeah. and the starches and breads and all the healthy stuff together, <laughs> and, you know, they're yeah. the gatherers, so they'll they'll put it all out. But, yeah.
2: Completely. Yeah. And until you actually, you know, people don't think, you don't think about this stuff. You just go, but, again, talking to my mate and I just going back to, eh, shit, that's how I was indoctrinated into this world of masculinity mm. is around, around the... Um, around the barbecue so it's um yeah so we need to challenge it it does run deep and i think um and i think things like no meat may and uh is an opportunity every year to sort of go, go out and i think we'll, we'll go out with this angle again next year and really sort of try and get it. there's a guy called forrest nash who, who um uh is a plant-based uh bodybuilder from melbourne he's actually from the states originally um and he's brought up i think he's, i think he, forgive me for saying this but i think he had hippie parents and never he's never eaten meat in his life and he's built like a brick sheet house and he's there and like it's people like that. And I was actually just at a friend's on Saturday, having a, having a Barbie and a, uh, vegan Barbie and this guy there, uh, Zach, and he must be six foot three and he's kind of, he's out, he's built as well. Um, and he was, he's, he's never eaten meat, but Joe, um, from, from birth. So it's like getting those, these guys out there, you know, sort of look, you know, like, I guess pointing them out as examples to break these myths, I think are really, it's really important. And
0: in the sporting world, it does happen. I mean, you, uh, there's actually in the Game Changers documentary, I forget his name, Naimai. Someone Naimai Delgado. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a bodybuilder, also clean, never, so, eaten, just, meat. Yeah, ne- never yeah. eaten meat. Yeah, never eaten meat. But the irony is that it's it's also it's not just the the soft sports where athletes are coming through, like a Formula One driver. I mean, that's still pretty intense. But you've got MMA fighters. And, yeah. you know, that's, I mean, how more manly can you get, you know, you're fighting in a ring and there's a lot of athletes that are plant-based fully yeah. because, you know, so hang on yeah. masculinity, you're, you're a man for going into a ring. You're mad as well, but, you know, and, yeah. but at the same time, you're not following this mass, supposed masculine diet. Um, yeah. So a hundred percent, I think the, the, there's a lot more athletes and, I didn't realise the other day, and you just came across this now that Mark Cavendish, a, a legendary cyclist, still active, still still competing, he's plant based. Um, yeah. Didn't even know. Um, you know, and there's a lot more. So, yeah, it's a matter of of more documentaries like the Game Changers, but also those athletes using that platform and sort of yeah. you know busting that myth, as as you said. Yeah,
1: yeah. and the angle of no meat may each year. So has it been successful so far, do you think, reaching men this year?
2: Yeah, I th- look, I think, I mean, we've got the word out. We've got a lot of, we've had a, some good conversations started. Um, and, you know, I've, I've sort of seen the, some of the media get shared on social and you look at the comments and, you know, the typical social post might have 20 or 30 comments and you see the one about meat masculinity. It's 70% of Australians would rather live a shorter life than give up meat. Like that's the, that's the headline. And there's like 3,000 comments under it. You know, so it is actually, which is in, which is so important. It's actually starting conversations. I think, um, which are important conversations to have. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, I, I, and I, I don't, I think there would be more men get involved because of that. And um, and you, even when you look at it, if you if you're immediately like, hang on a second, that doesn't make sense. Why would I want to live a shorter life? As you said, you know, what's more masculine than being here for the people you love, protecting the planet, um, taking care of innocent. You know, saving innocent animals, etc. Like it's quite a heroic thing. Um, uh, you know, to go against, you know, swim against the tide, if you like. So I think, um, yeah, our numbers on men, I don't think are up. It's pretty similar, but I, th- I would think that maybe the barriers are down. There's a lot of, there's a lot of husbands getting involved. I think there's a lot of um, um, uh,
0: coercing happening in this. Uh, <laughs> in this
2: yeah, place. yeah. And, and you even find even if, uh, if you're like the um, female partner's involved or wife is involved and she, she might – the husband comes in for five days a week. Um, and, then, you know, that's great. You know, that's still – you know, that's I – didn't, I didn't go – and that's the other reason I guess No Meat May connects or, or is it the path I've taken because I didn't jump straight in and go vegan straight away. I was mm. like, I need to try this on. I need to take a step at a time. I need to feel what – you know, for, for probably five years, I was eating vegetarian at home and then eating meat when I went out. I didn't die. Okay, I can do more. <laughs> you know what I mean. So I think you got to you got to find your own way. Um, yeah. yeah,
0: and 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 just something as an irony. I, this I literally just got this this morning. It's it's a it's a very recent research or paper that's just been published, seventh of May, so just a few days ago, uh, titled "Some Meat Eaters Disgusted by Meat," and you know it's uh, okay. It's about seven hundred people studied, and they find about uh I'm scrolling here 15 per, uh, 7% of meat eaters fairly strong disgust response to images of meat dishes <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's when they come across what's actually uh well the thought of spoiled meat but also um what actually goes into the meat or what they're eating so it's interesting that it's almost like some are forcing themselves to eat meat so you yeah. know that 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 readiness is there but they need a platform or they need a they need a facilitation to to make that step. And perhaps it's a confidence thing. Am I going to get the nutrients I need as a man? Am I going to get mm. my protein? Am I going to get my Am I going to get my omega-3s? All that kind of stuff. So um, perhaps, you know, let's talk a little bit about your website and your platform. Because going on there, I think that kind of not just talks about it, but you help facilitate it.
2: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we've always been a, around um, showing people how to do it. I think that's really important. Um, people are starting to get why, I think, that you, um, but it's like, how do I do it? So uh, we've all been about evidence-based um, information. My sister is a dietitian, so when I started heading this dire- direction, she gave me all this stuff from Kate Marsh, and I was reading up Kate Marsh's stuff, and who's kind of the guru of plant-based um, dietetics in Australia. And um, so... That that was so helpful for me to read through that and to understand. Hang on, all this food I get iron from is actually the same food I get the zinc from, and actually very love the protein as well. And um, and it and you get a bit obsessive at first. I got quite obsessive about it, but then uh, then you start to relax when you realise you know I'm getting all I need just by eating a wide variety of plant based foods. Um, so then we talked to Kate and got and she was um, really generous in giving um, a summary of nutrition uh, that we put on the website um we also we did an excellent uh uh, presentation with emma emma from um uh on day five i think it was which was great um did a presentation for all of our signups and we've had great engagement on the day and then since then we've had heaps of views on that so people really they're looking for this stuff so much misinformation out there there's so much bullshit around carbs are bad you know fruit Mm. is going to make me get diabetes and you know, um, soy, is you know, the soy stuff, it's all crap that you're people are hearing out there. Um, so it's good to, to break that early on and, and give them evidence-based information. Also, it's about the food. We show them one of the biggest barriers that came up in our survey is that people think the food is boring. They think they're going to, they want to cook. Um, and so what we've done is curated what we think are our favorite blogs um, and, you just click through one of those and you know, your world opens up in one direction, click through another one, and there's a whole other cuisine over here. So we sort of show how great the food is. There's enough food there to get you through till next May. Um, we've got meal plans in there, which are people, some people I, I don't like structure, I'm quite random, but some people like to know what I'm having for the next week. So we've put some thought into uh, meal plans for the full month of May for we've got a couple of years in there. Um, and then the, the why is really important as well. Um, Uh, So we have, you know, the the four reasons why uh, we have a cinema of movies to watch, um, you know, what the health game changes, etc. We spoke about conspiracy. We have a shopping list for people so they can go out and shop and kind of get their pantry prepared. yeah, so I guess every year we've um, – we went back to 2013. It was, we were pretty, pretty – I uh, didn't know what, what we were doing back then. But, but every year we listen to feedback. This is what people want. They want a shopping list. We'll give them a shopping list. They want this. we we'll are giving this. So we are kind of built up now. I think the website is really comprehensive and gives people a – It's amazing. Um, yeah, and and I, and I think too. try – we just try and condense it, not I don't give people too much information, but give them a, enough and then links to where they can find more.
1: Absolutely. So yeah. it's halfway through May. Can I still sign up?
2: 100%, you can. Um, you, you sign up, you'd still probably get a welcome email and telling you, you know, uh, that you got a month to go. But I think if you sign up in the middle of May, you can either go to the end of May and just do two weeks or carry through to June and you'll keep getting our emails. Um, uh, there's an amazing Facebook group called the No Mit May Facebook Community. Uh, we really push, our first call to action is get in there and join there because you get so much support in there. You've got people from all around the world, Um, who are doing the challenge. You've got people from all around the world who did the challenge last year and um, share their experience. And we've got some very um, old school veteran vegans in there who um, are very supportive. You know, if anyone's not supportive, we get them out. We're we're not there for vegan activism. We're there to support people to go a month without meat or to go a month without animal products. Um, And... um, yeah so there's the the group is is fantastic the instagram our instagram page uh, we share a recipe a day we share a tip a day and a lot of uh facts as well so it's a great one to join and um uh keep inspired throughout the month i
0: really like I really like this approach because like you say you 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 don't overburden the website i mean some websites with all good intentions you get in there and you just get lost and and it's 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 kind of it's just off-putting in a, in a little bit of way, not in a bad way, but it's just, it's too hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, your your website's just really, it's simple, um, it's got what I need, recipes, some nutrition information, some tips on eating out even, because that's, yeah. that's an important component and, and it's something we talk about a lot as well. It's balance and it's, you know, you still need to have your social life, you still need to live, um, you know, still have a bit of fun. So, you know, you're just, you're providing a bit of help you know, it's not a year; it's a month of help. But, but what's the success rate? What's the how many people in the month? And say, I'm carrying on. It's been an amazing yeah, yeah. four weeks.
2: Well, it's really um, it's pretty consistent actually since we've done the surveys, uh, which last five years. But it, it's around 93 to 94 percent of people say that they will continue wow. to either to either eliminate or reduce yeah. ongoing. So their intention is that they will have less because of this the, the one month about 56% to 60% uh, will cut red meat altogether. So I've actually don't need red meat. I've learned about the environmental impacts. I've learned about the health impacts. Um, the animals are pretty cute as well. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to sort of, um, yeah, I don't want to be responsible for, um, for killing animals. So they, they cut red meat. Uh, and 30% of people that take part and do our surveys um, will report that they cut all meat altogether. That's and that's pretty consistent. Like that's a right very here.
0: good success rate. That's very yeah, hard.
2: and I think I think what I say is that there are people that, that do the surveys. So I guess there are probably some people who will sign up and, and just disappear and we never hear from them sure. again. Um, but but. Um, yeah, the, and the, I mean, the other one, too, we also we measured their eating habits before and after, and Emma love this, but we asked, you know, what their pulses are, the fruits and vegetable intake, yes. and you're getting an increase in that as well. So you're getting a Excellent. drop in the animal protein, and obviously you've got to eat something and an increase in the other in the good stuff, um, which I think is just as important as well to see, you know, 30% increase in pulses, you know, 40% increase in fruits and vegetables, you know, that all that. Um, uh, and what, what so one of the things I find interesting, too, I, we ask people if they – if they're eating less now, a lot of people say, no, we're not. We're eating the same as what we did before. But then you look at the data before and after, and actually, they are eating less. So, some people just by ex- going through that month experience, they might not have the intention to eat less, but then you survey them two months later, and they're eating less than what they were before. When you say no, eating less, they is they that are.
0: calorie based? Or is that just. I oh, say, so it's calorie based? Oh, no,
2: sorry, sorry, no, no, I'm talking less. I'm talking less. Um, we don't go into that much detail. I'm just talking less animal products. So, uh-huh. They okay, think gotcha. they're in the same amount of animal products, but they're actually not, um, oh. based on what they, you know, their survey results. Really? So, yeah. So it's um, yeah. I mean, and it, yeah, it's it 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 works. And I think you know, the data is one thing, but the one the thing that gets me the most is the comments. You know, that, that people write in, and they've, um, you know, all the positive comments of you know, some people they don't make it all the way, but they find it a really positive experience, and it's helped them. um, you know, and others have complete transformations, and they're, you know, you sit down there, and I, I, I get, you know, talking about, myself, I get, I tear up reading these comments. I sort mm-hmm. of read these, get a bit emotional reading. Well, you know, it's the impact that these people um, have taken part in the challenge of, uh, have have positive impact on their mm-hmm. lives. So that's just, that's what keeps me in there every year. Sort yep. of. Um,
1: and yeah. even with the people that potentially don't make it all the way, with this lovely inclusive, positive kind of approach that you're taking. You never know, you may have opened the window for them and next year they'll walk through and open the door and do the whole thing. Like it's a totally. brilliant start for a lot of people.
2: Totally. And there was one comment I remember from last year, someone said that they signed up the year before and made it three or four days and something happened because their child was diagnosed with autism and lost their job or well, this happened and it wasn't the right time. They signed up a year later, whole family's in there, whole family now, you know, plant-based eaters. So t- timing is so important, and you can't, you know, obviously, May is in May, but uh, some people are more ready. When when COVID hit, there's a whole lot of people who wouldn't have done it before, but they were spending more time at home, and we had a bumpy year during COVID. Um, and yeah, it's just interesting. It's just a you don't, you don't know. Yeah, it's it's a um, yeah timing for people. But I think as you, you're right, yeah, you know, I think um uh, it's just a inclusive approach people come in do do what you can we say we're really about no judgement um if anyone gets judgy we we boo them um because it just doesn't help anyone you know like it's um
0: yeah and as soon as you land on your website it isn't this hard hitting uh you know you're not worth something if you're not vegan you know it's not that hard message it's it's a much softer approach you effectively planting the seed like you say, it's a very inclusive Uh, sort of approach Um, and also I find especially for the southern hemisphere so Australia New Zealand South Africa I guess the only three predominant uh, English-speaking countries in the southern hemisphere um, it's the start of winter so it's also a good time to sort of you know when you're going to have more of that comfort eating uh, we typically put on a bit more weight in the colder parts and, and so it's a good way to sort of really get on top of your nutrition and way of eating you know it's a good time of the year to do that.
2: Yeah, I think so, and that that's an interesting one too, because I think in the UK they're going into barbecue season, and we will get a bit of resistance there. But then, and again, you just don't know where people are at their timing and stuff. But it's so j- January is not right for some people, but maybe May is. Um, yeah. So I think it's good to good to have options during the year. And um, but I think I think you're right. Like definitely in Australia, like the you know the uh, some of the comfort food we're sharing, like some of these lentils and uh, lentil dishes with baked potatoes and um, they're really hardy stuff that a lot of people haven't actually tried. And they get in there trying like, this is great. You know, it's um it does it does fit in well with um Southern Hemisphere, absolutely. Um yeah. yeah.
1: So what are what are big plans for the future? What what are you looking forward to doing over the next few years with the campaign?
2: Yeah, well I think as I say, like for me it's always been I just see the potential of this thing and it's um uh and it's, it's got, you know, we, I have a great team. It's not just about me doing it. My partner's a, a amazing, um, brings a lot of fun and creativity to it and a lot of graphics and art. art. He's an artist background, so. Yeah,
1: I've um, got to say your logo is really cool.
2: Yeah, well, that's, that's his. That was his. I was kind of. sounded
1: like
0: you just did a, gra- took a magazine and just did old school Cosmopolitan, <laughs> cutting out all well, the all the titles and just snapped some letters together.
2: <laughs> well, it completely is. And actually, he trained at fashion school. He trained at fashion school in north of England um, and, got the costumes and he's a portrait painter really really uh very clever um guy but and, ex- and the funniest you know he's one of those triple threats could be a comedian he could be a could be a chef could be a, a fashion designer artist he's you know got, got all the skills but anyway he's got, had we had like a big pile of um old-fashioned mags and we just sat down and cut them all up and that's where the, those headers have come from
1: yeah. so it's
2: kind of um yeah it was gonna just kind of had fun with them but um uh, but, the, yeah, that's – so there's a bit of – there's an art element in there, which I think is nice. Um, the um, – where was I going with that? Where are we taking it? Yeah, no, so Guy is a massive part of it. Uh, Laura, who works with me on the social media, just brings so much um, engagement and skills. And um, uh, and I've got uh, a couple of people who make the promos with us. Um, Jackie and, and Simon have been great. My friend Luca makes the cooking videos. So there's a team of – people who will contribute, but I think to keep it growing, I need to get more people involved. Um, and, you know, I, I talk about, you know, the vegan army and I, I kind of, uh, have some great friends in Sydney who are, uh, amazing activists. And I think, to, I think I probably need to tap into more of these guys and get their energy on board because I feel like the more people, the right people involved, um, we can, we can keep this thing growing. Um, yeah, but I think, and also, you know, you, you roll it out each year, and we're, we're proud that we double each year. We've got 65,000 each year, which is fantastic. But you always think, oh, you know, we could have done better here, or we could have got this ambassador, or we could have done that. So I think for me, the next year, I'm actually going to try and put a lot more of my time into the campaign to building a bigger team, uh, engaging, building relationships with other organizations, and uh, keep working with the Doctors for Nutrition and sort of, you know, just, yeah, getting the word out more because that's, that's, um, as I say, I just for me, it's just a case of just want to keep keep growing, keep getting its potential, and um, yeah.
0: No, amazing, and and we're certainly very uh, happy to help promote this as well. It's it, it aligns with our values and our mission. Um, you know, ethical. We don't talk a lot about it because we feel there's a lot of good organisations that do, but we push. A lot on health, environmental, and something that's been very topical for us is, is food systems because really that's that's a big you know like you mentioned food security, um, mm. and it's all interrelated of course with environmental uh, yeah. and 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 the health outcome of that. So you know this is definitely an organisation that helps facilitate the change. You provide the tools, the support. Uh, it's an amazing community that you're growing. So. Well, or I don't know, do we say congratulations at this point, eight <laughs> years on? But, you know, well done on, on kicking this off and, and growing it the way you have. Um, And it's testament to the numbers that, that people are joining and the team of yours, of yours that's growing. So thank you so much for coming on to the show, sharing the story of No Meat May to our listeners. We'll put links in our show notes and through the week with our social media. You've still got time to, to sign up. Uh, Instagram is great. You can scroll back, see what you've missed. Um, and, and of course, all the all the information on the website is there for the year. So there's no reason why you cannot join at any time when the time is right. So, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on to the show.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, Ben. Thank, thanks so much for your time. And, and, Emma, great to meet you guys. And, yeah, thanks again.
0: Thank you for listening to the Lentil Intervention Podcast. If you found this interesting, make sure you subscribe and share it with your friends.